I was thinking the Jesus story would be so much funnier in the Bible if uh, <laughs> if it was like uh, if it was like uh, and then and then Joseph said to Mary, "Well, how are you pregnant? I never touched you. You know, how are you? How the fuck are you? How are you pregnant right now?" And and, and Mary said unto Joseph, uh, "See, it was a spirit. <laughs> a spirit got me." Yeah. A spirit named Sancho. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what happened. I, you know, the, the, window, the window was open. I don't, uh, you know, like it was built into the story. Like it was right? so obvious now. You know I mean? then back then it was like, uh, so you started a religion over this? Right. I mean, Hey, crazier stuff has been happened has happened as an excuse for that. I mean, yeah, religion was started. <laughs> I, I don't know what got me really thinking about this. It was maybe it was July Fourth. You know what I mean, Fourth of July. Because I, I kind of feel like it doesn't feel a little suspect to be celebrating this year. A little bit. Um, Should we still celebrate yeah, right? the idea, even though it's not really, you know, happening? <laughs> because we can say that we uh, we've lost it. I mean, it's certainly when you strip half the population of uh, of fundamental rights of autonomy, you know. So are we? Are we? Are we? Are we doing this? Uh, what do you mean, fascism or becoming um, a secular or what's the right <laughs> word? Are are we on? Uh, are we on? Oh yeah, totally. Oh, oh cool. <laughs> oh yeah, welcome to the show, everybody. Um, okay. Oh, yeah, that's right. We were in the middle of an equipment test. Okay. Uh, welcome <laughs> to the show. Um, started off with a little, you know, update of the Jesus parable. Uh, I should have I, I known by the music. Oh, right, the music. I just always hear that at this point. Like it just plays in my head. But, uh, yeah, the Supreme Court is just running roughshod over the Constitution. Uh, yeehaw! Well, what's next on the docket? Gay marriage and then segregation, right? Or, um, or contraceptives. Period. Oh, contraception, outlawing contraception. Wow, man, there really is a war. Married people could not get contraception if Justice Thomas has his way. I got to watch Handmaid's Tale again. You know, I've never seen it. I guess you should probably watch it since it's the documentary about what's it's, it's, it's on the docket. <laughs> was this? Do you think it was like this in Iran in the early seventies? You know what I mean. Iran was very cosmopolitan in the early seventies, uh, as much as any European cap uh, European capital, I would say. Uh, I, Iran, yeah, sure. They well. The Shah. I've seen the photo. No, I'm saying pre-Shah. I'm saying, or no, maybe. Oh, yeah. Well, see, you got to go back to 1955 for that. I don't want to go back that far. So let's just pretend the Shah was okay. Yeah, the Shah was secular. So, yeah, there's that. I mean, I saw the photographs from Iran in the the 70s. So it seemed, you know, seemed to be as, as fashionable as New York City or Milan or anywhere else. Yeah, Tehran. Um so yeah is this is you know people there's something going around now it's like you know whatever you thought people in germany should have been doing as as hitler was taking power uh whatever whatever you thought they should have done that you're you're in their position now as a u.s citizen 
Yeah. Um, you can, the fascists are, are taking over whatever you want to call it. Christo fascism. I, I, I really think the whole Bible Jesus thing is just a, a shield that they're putting on. It, I think it has nothing to do with that. Oh, the, uh, the corporatists, um, are leading the Christians around by their nose. Don't tell them though. That's what I'm saying. I mean, they're being used. I mean, yeah. they, they don't. They don't care. Yeah, as long as they get, you know, their their Jesus pops. What a what a mess. It's, you know, it would almost be cause for despair. I'm saying if you but, don't lock anybody up, though, if you don't, if there's no price to pay for all of this, then then. Really, it's just a training exercise, right? Well, the Justice Department has finally acted. Um, okay. I didn't see that they've, on the cover. Though. They've issued a subpoena for Jeff Clark. Okay. That's not the hearings. That's the Justice Department. All right. We want to talk to and, you and offer you something. Well, right. I, You know, I... Well, this is what's called climbing the ladder, right? In an investigation? Yes, exactly. Exactly. Okay. Uh, although okay, it's, it seems it. like a kind of a weird place for them to begin, though. Or maybe, they, maybe they've just, maybe they've been doing their due diligence quietly. Well, you, you uh, figure and, the whole thing out, right? This, is, this, is this deal-making that they show on TV is not an investigative tool. It's to secure, it's to tighten it up. You've got to tighten it. Once it's built, you've got to tighten all the screws. You know, before you before you take it in front of a judge. I mean that. That's uh, sure, and that's what the, the uh, that's what the investigation committee is doing. I think so. I think they see the path now, and so now they're going to tighten it up a little bit. So let's let's get this guy. You know, the uh, the other thing is they realize that the the further they get along with this, more and more people are coming forward with crazier news. Cassidy Hutchinson, for instance. Well, I, I think it really begins. It really starts to steamroll when the first deal really gets cut. You know what I mean? When 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 it's when it's somebody turns states and and then they got the next the next rung on the ladder, and it, and it is a name everyone's gonna know. So I mean, do you think U.S. senators end up uh, walking the green mile on this one? Or well, they certainly should, um, Jordan. Uh, was complicit, uh, Biggs, uh, <clears throat> Mo Brooks, um, those two guys kind of got thrown under the bus anyway already. Maybe they're, they'd be willing to talk at this point. Well, everybody on the first and second rungs are, are up for grabs. It's just a matter of who, who connects and makes the deal first. That, that's how that the, goes. You know? The interesting subpoena would be Jenny Thomas. Hmm. I don't know. Because... She's a Supreme Court justice's wife and was yeah, with his I, thieves I, I with like the conspirators. To, uh, I, I like her to hang hang tight under questioning, under under torture. Yeah, I'm not. I, I'm not. <laughs> I'm, not worried, I'm not worried about her. You know. Uh, well, but this Jeffrey Clark is a weird. I don't know. I mean, I don't quite understand their, why they're starting there with the, with you know Justice Department subpoenas. He's he's the uh, environmental lawyer who. Uh, buddied up with Trump when none of his AGs would, you know, sanction the big lie. And Jeff said he would. 
And so when um, the acting AG, oh, the name just, it was the one that took over after as acting uh, AG after uh, Barr left. Uh, At any rate, um, so obviously Clark and and Trump have been talking. So because when they have the meeting with all of them all together and Trump says, so what if I just, you know, fire you and make Jeff Clark AG and and everybody in the room from ju- the Justice Department said we will quit <laughs> right now immediately. Right. And so so I can see where Jeff Clark's you know got some privileged information um but it seems like a weird place to start. I mean, I would say anytime you're taking your meal and firing it against a wall instead of, (laughs) instead of eating it, you know what I mean? I I don't think, I don't think things are going well in that. You know what I mean? If I was going to like, you can, you can, you can picture him grabbing the rungs of that happy meal box, you know, (laughs) and there's some fries left in there. You know, I think it was a burger on the, on the, on the white house China, but, uh, I think you could fire a McDonald's hamburger at a wall and not damage or stain the wall. That's how I feel about it. You might get a little ketchup, but no, no big deal there. But I mean, he fired his meal. I mean, spaghetti or whatever. He had his whole meal. He threw his lunch against the wall. His entire lunch, and you can imagine that's probably a healthy lunch. I mean, for a guy like that, (laughs) I don't think he's cutting back on on meals. I mean, I'm not saying you know. I don't care. Look, you are the size you are, so you know what I mean. Love yourself. Love yourself. Uh, even as I make fun of the president for his weight, or ex-president for his weight. Let we me want him to love himself. Oh, fuck um, it. Forget it then. Uh, <laughs> I had a whole, I got like six I think, I think uh, Trump loving himself is really not a problem for him. Fuck. This, I can feel this mic going in and out, you know what I mean? Uh, oh, really? But it doesn't come oh. up on the audio on the final, so. Okay. Well, we'll see what we get, right? But, um, yeah, the, it, the angry tantrum of a baby man is what that says. It's not going good. It's certainly not the worst thing he's done. So did he really try to strangle a Secret Service agent? Well, <clears throat> that's hearsay. Right. But she sounds like, yeah, that's what he told me, you know, um, and... So I, I suppose there's a possibility that he was just bragging to her about this, you know, he embellished the story. I suppose that's possible. And he's denying it, of course. Oh, Trump but told he, her, right? I choked the guy. No, 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 no. The, the, uh, the agent told her. Uh, but the, we're getting this secondhand. Yeah. So it's the here. agent, she was not in the car. The agent, the agent came back. So, hey, well, you know what Trump did? <laughs> so it's, it's here. Lunged at the weir, cheer, weir, uh, cheer, steering wheel and uh, and uh, uh, tried to choke uh, the other guy. Right. But so far, it's just hearsay. Yeah, and of course, bottom line is, um, he sort of admits that, um, well, what he does admit is that Trump wanted to go to the Capitol and they wouldn't let him and he did get angry. So that much they're cooperating on. Right. So I wonder, uh, and I totally, uh, yeah. I totally believe her. 
she's got no agenda, <clears throat> especially to you know lie about this. Well, I mean, hearsay is hearsay. So the really big deal, though, is that take the fucking mags down. See, that's you know they're not there. Well, there's a second part to that phrase, which is take take them. They're mag- not here to hurt me. They're not, and of course, when you say it, you hit me a little different, right? You imagine yes. you imagine him really hitting that me, right? Um, they're yeah. not here to kill me, mm-hmm. right? So I don't. Again, you know, let them in with their guns, and then they can go down to the Capitol and what? <laughs> I mean, it really, you know, it's, it's the English language is tricky because if you read it, you can read it either way, and you can, you know, you really got to hear him say it to know what he meant <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, it doesn't look good, though, right? If he hits that me, if there's an uh, audio of him going, you know, really hitting that me, then uh, is that a, now is that a crime? Or, or are we now, he's acknowledging that there's danger to people, and, but, but since it's not him, let's go for it? Well, what that tells us is he was aware of the, of the weapons. He knew about them. I don't see any logic in taking those, you know, metal detectors down. <laughs> That's weird, right? Well, of course, it, Baby Man wanted you know to have a, a bigger crowd in front of him, and, and so he knew a bunch of them were armed, and he they wouldn't be able to get in, and so he wanted no. That's the testimony. And that one isn't hearsay. She heard. Uh, she heard. Uh, I guess it was Secret Service that she heard tell. Um, Trump that you know she heard Secret Service tell Trump that the guy people had guns. Yeah, and they're not coming in because you know they did don't want to go through the did magnetometers. She also, hear Trump say say take them down. They're not. Yes, yes, that's she's quoting Trump on that. So that's one. that's testimony now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's not hearsay. So there's a little bit of hearsay, which the right is trying to characterize the whole thing. Well, there's that. some hearsay on parts of it, but that's not hearsay. That's testimony. And uh, the ketchup on the wall, not hearsay. She saw that. Hmm. So what they need to do is get Cipollone in, in, in there, on, you know, under oath. Get those agents in under oath. I need to hear from the White House cleaners how much of the lunch was on the wall because was it, like, was it symbolically throwing an empty plate almost like, Oh, I got two green beans left. He fires his side salad at the wall. Or are we talking all his spaghetti, the, the garlic bread, the, you know, the plate of meatballs, the, all of that did all of it go. Well, I, I got the impression that it was a hamburger and fries and got mustard running down the wall. So, Hmm. That's not just a mustard stain. That's must. That's, that's a lot I mean, of mustard. Ketchup, ketchup running down the wall. What well, was it? Ketchup or mustard? That's a lot of mustard. It, it, it's ketchup. Yeah. Hmm. It's like oh, you know what? A, you know what? A rube eating, having oh, he's got has this the the greatest chefs on earth in his house, and he has him make a cheeseburger. And he's lunch. he's eating McDonald's. Or he, I'm imagining him, you know, the White House. Do you think he lets the White House cooks cook for him, or he doesn't trust them? Or do you see what I'm saying? I wouldn't trust him if I was him. Regardless, I, I think <laughs> I don't think you can judge a cheeseburger and fries the same way if the White House chefs are making it. You know, it's probably yeah, it's probably I, I mean, beef and 
<laughs> I guess we don't really have the details on exactly where that. I'm guessing that's a pretty good hamburger. Where that hamburger came from. I don't think you can go walk off the street and buy that hamburger unless it's like 30 or 40 bucks, probably. So, I don't know. I'm, I mean. The McDonald's, I'll think, never understand. I, I'll never understand. I'll think, I think he is eating in and out, you know? Let me ask you this. You're not even a sports guy, okay? But a, a, an, honored, an honored tradition in this country is when a college football team wins the championship, they, they come to the White House and they have a dinner. Yes. And usually I remember this situation. Typically, usually it's, you know, we're talking, you know, they got 40 Traegers set up and they're smoking 200 racks of ribs. You know what I mean? It, usually it's a it's a thing. It's a the meal is a substantial. These are huge guys, you know. Right. Fucking Trump. I mean with not a hint of irony, totally thinking it's the greatest thing ever, puts out a whole spread of McDonald's fast food. Yes. I think there were different different companies there besides McDonald's. There was some windy shit and some different big plate of big plate of room temperature hamburgers. Uh right. I remember that I remember the, the, the pictures and it was yeah, it was McDonald's. I mean that should have been a moment where the country was like, Okay, hold hold on, hold on. Some of us were. You remember it, so you were too. I think it was a poignant moment for me. I was like, Jesus Christ, why don't you get a billboard that says I'm a moron and put it up <laughs> in every city? I felt bad as an American. Do you know that Canadians right now when they travel are getting offended when they're assumed American? That's happening now. Ah, I hear that. That's a thing. <laughs> no, I'm not a fucking American. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I... I'm, yeah, I'm wondering now, has the prestige of America risen now that he's no longer you know, running things? No, because it looks like so. we're falling apart. It looks like we're sliding into civil war. There it doesn't that. make us look good. That is also true. That makes us look like even in spite of Trump, this, this movement to destroy the country is fully intact. Well, right, and especially now since... So we've got... Basically, we've got five members of the Supreme Court who are there for an agenda, and it isn't the law. They're there to, to, to protect the oligarchy, the, the aristocracy. But to protect them from what? They've made a shit ton of money the whole time. <laughs> well. Protect them from what, exactly? Half the people love the 1%. Yeah. Protect them from taxes. To protect them from regulation. That's it. But it's already been so sweet forever. What is, I, they're afraid of backsliding, losing socialism, that. or yeah, right. Well, they they don't even want um, democratic centrism. They didn't want that. Okay, so all right. So your biggest threat, if you're a one percenter, if you're one of these oligarchy, your biggest threat is a more powerful oligarch rising up and taking over. That's really the threat. That's exists for you not, oh yeah because they're they're definitely at war with each other they're, they're in war. competition with each other exactly so wouldn't it be better at this moment like you've had all this generational money figured out how to hide it forever you got so much goddamn money it'll never make a difference forever what happens wouldn't Ooh. now be a good time to you to crash the system and let it go to socialism so that no more oligarchs can be formed 
Are we talking about Warren Buffett? I'm talking about the Devos family. I'm talking about anybody that's on the top ten and the real top ten. Oh, not the top, well, they, not the top ten wealthiest. The actual, I see, the actual, yeah. top ten wealthiest. I see no evidence that one they even think like that. It's um, strategic. It's strategic thought. They have to have thought this before. Well, here's the here's the the saving grace of the aristocracy is the incompetence. The doofus coup failed. Yeah, and the problem is every generation gets a little dumber, a little fatter, and a little worse at the job. That's the problem. It sure thinks so. Problem. That's the problem with royalty. It's the problem with, with aristocracy. It's the problem with landed gentry. It's the, it's the problem with generational money. That's the yeah. problem with it. The one problem with it. Gets a little stupid each each generation. Well, there's less on the line. And it, and it means <laughs> there's less on the line. You you once you get to two and three and four out, it's okay to fuck. You can fuck up your whole life. It's not going to make a difference, you know. I don't yeah. understand it. Why would you? If you're going to ruin everything, at least crash it to where there's no. They're not going to come after the money, and most of it's hidden anyway, right? Yeah. At this, yeah, point. it's already safe. But they're still, even though they've hidden most of it, they're, they're afraid of losing that. Goddamn, greed is a poison. It really poisons. Um, that is, say that again, because that's a really, <laughs> uh, that's what I'm, I mean, right or no, that's really what's going on here. Yeah, absolutely. Most Greed of it's poisons. Hidden. Most of it is through nine shell companies and has moved through five different institutions that don't exist. Most mm. of it's hidden of their money. Most of it. And they're still super wealthy and they don't want to give up 10 cents. They're going to ruin everything. And greed so, is a fucking poison. It, 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 if they only knew it too, uh, Thomas Piketty would would. He's not going after rich people. You 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 just fine. This is what happened in in the thirties when FDR restored the uh, economy with high taxes on the wealthy. The wealthy did just fine. Just fucking fine. It's better. Yeah. In fact, a little bit better because now there's a bigger, <laughs> better because the economy was restored. Yeah, there's a bigger buying market. There's more consumers, and you still own everything. Yeah. yeah so it doesn't make any sense. Uh, Mark said it right. Capitalists are their own grave diggers, right? <laughs> did he say that? Yes. Well, eventually, eventually, greed fucking destroys the whole thing. At the end. At the, yeah. at the one time when the money doesn't matter, it becomes so important to ruin the whole thing. That, that's, so, that's, that's greed. So, so abortion has nothing to do with that. Why are they going after that? It's a great tool for division. I mean, it's, it's not 50-50, but it's enough of an argument, right? Yeah. You, gotta um, keep, you have to keep the population mm -hmm. arguing. You have to keep them entertained. Bread, circus, bread, circus, right? Yeah. If you give people 20 minutes with nothing going on, they're going to start storming the castle. That's where we're at. Yeah, that's true. That's true. You can't give them even 10 minutes to talk, and you can't give them anywhere to talk. Because they, I mean, they've been, I mean, the right has been whipped up over this abortion issue. They weren't that strong on abortion in 74. All this shit started, uh, you know the the real the real arguing uh, Republican v Democrat started during the Bush with the first Bush steal kind of that's where it kind of got a little weird 
and it, yeah. and it stayed weird. It stayed weird all, all through Clinton, all through Obama. It, it, it got worse. It festered. Well, right. It got, yeah, it got worse. Uh, Newt Gingrich's contract with America. And the Tea Party. The Tea Party. Then after that, um, I think that I think the Tea Party was they weren't quite prepared for that because that kind of bit them on the ass. So this idea and it, delegitimizing a president, the liberals, the Democrats, we are responsible for that. We are the first ones that did that, that said, you know what? Fuck the office then. We're the first ones. Are we, talking about, are we talking about Reagan? I'm talking about, but no, no. We all, we hero worshipped Reagan. The, he, the whole chamber stood and applauded for him. Okay. Many times. No, not Reagan. It's it's Bush, and it isn't even uh, Bush Senior. It's Bush Junior's mm-hmm. first term, mm-hmm. the first stolen election. After that happened, all liberals in this country stopped respecting the president or the office. We don't recognize him in in action. We don't recognize him. Well, that's an interesting thought. I I really think it went back to Nixon, though. But once Nixon fell, everybody was happy to kick him. Oh yeah, yeah. Which okay, but but look how that happened. Watergate uh, investigation was eighteen months, and the Republicans were with him, and they were with him, and they were with him, and they were how how stupid this investigation was, and how stupid these people doing it were. And then suddenly, when the you know the evidence was so great, yeah, he's a second-rate burglar. And then the Republican Party, because they've got, you know, rational people in them, you know, uh, in the Republican Party at that time, went to Nixon and said, look, you're out. So we're, 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 we're pulling the plug. Okay, so, uh, all right, so that's different than where we're at now, right? Where, Absolutely. Okay, where you can see an attempted coup of the government and half the people don't give a shit. So We might be getting to that, though. Um, there are Republicans who have one been up been trumpers all the way until this week 30 percent's a lot of people even if yeah, it, well, even, even if it ends up being just 30 percent of the people that support this nonsense in the end and it doesn't succeed we still have a big problem well after after hutchinson's testimony there are republicans that are going oh let's look for you know trump without trump which is desantis of course and DeSantis Harris is going to be uh, Jesus Christ. What a, I mean, they're going to go after they're going to go after uh, gay marriage next. Is my is my feeling? This is all leading up to the midterms. Um, yeah. And now this doesn't seem like a division tool. It seems like a, a last cash grab because I, I think <laughs> I think the writing has been on the wall for a couple of general elections now, um, and I don't think it's going to be better. In two thousand, I don't think the Republican Party can get elected anymore. Not not in a general election, and they know it. So now, now I think it's that's true. Yeah, they're going to try to get as much of the shit that they've always well, I, threatened. Okay, I'm not sure. I wish I was more sure about that. We still got plenty of of safe red districts spread throughout the land. Uh, Twenty six states, a slight majority, are Republican. And that's how you pick a president. But there's a number of states. Arizona is, is a prime example uh, that went blue last time and looks yeah. to be stronger blue trending. So yeah. 
I think the the gains that have been made are going to be held, and I think we're going to grab a couple more, and a couple more is all it takes at this point. That's true, and this this whole uh, I, I, we yeah, Cassidy Hutchinson's testimony was kind of a a peak um, of which you know some people are starting to roll down the other side now. I don't think if you're down 20 million votes, I don't think you can gerrymander 20 million votes. Correct. I really, I think it's too many. And I think the yeah. ceiling for that is probably, what do, what do you think the ceiling is? A deficit? 15, maybe? Like 15, you can still kind of work? <clears throat> well. Because it was, what was it? It was eight last time, right? In the end? Well, see, that's a hard thing to guess anyway, because the popular vote really doesn't matter. I'm saying electoral college, Senate. but yeah, if you're if you're 20 million ahead, I mean, you've you've got those electoral votes. It's kind of tough. It's real, real yeah. tough. If you're gonna yeah. if, if you're gonna beat that in the college in the electoral college, you got to hit on all the big ones. Mostly, you got to hit Florida, Ohio, Pennsylvania, New York. You got you have to steal New York or California. Something has to happen to overcome that. Because if you can't, and... Arizona, you can't depend on Arizona's votes anymore. And you always could. That's my point. There's some states you could depend on that you can't now. Yeah. And, a, 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 you know, Roe is definitely going to make a, a difference How there. big an impact is that going to how, how many female votes right? are lost over that? Right. Could be significant. That's why I think the next thing they'll do uh, after uh, something against uh, gay marriage is... Uh, they'll go after the voting process somehow. They'll try to, they'll do something. They'll either ban mail-in or make, they'll do something to try to make it more difficult, make it a f felony to vote with the sure. wrong address. They'll try to scare people into not voting. Well, they're already passing, trying to pass laws like that. Or there's going to be police at polling stations checking IDs. <clears throat> However, this, this row thing is, overreach on the part of of the republicans they think they've done their base a solid but i think they've energized the left like they can't even imagine i think they know it's over anyway no matter what they do so i think it's a last last it's a know, grab it's, it's a, a last grab. grab it's like saying if you're going to close the restaurant you just close it okay you don't say we're going to close in two months you're going to get robbed blind over the next <laughs> two months. You know what I mean? <laughs> like this place is closing. I might as well. You know what I mean? Well, Roe, New York guns, EPA, the, the court is just going crazy. Going here, crazy. Right? Like, they know it's over. As soon as there's yeah. a, as soon as there's a democratic majority in Congress, they're going to add seats like a real majority. So the effectiveness, the ability of this court to to direct public policy for for the uh, Christo fascists, that's ending. At a certain point, that's ending. It could be as soon as November. You know, I like the the idea of fifteen judges anyway. Thirteen. I like fifteen. I like fifteen. It's a nice round number. I mean, 13, gee, you know. <laughs> I'm almost thinking I prefer an even number now. I, I, I like the ability. Even's fine. We used to, I mean, it was started with an even number, six. I, I like the ability of them being deadlocked. I like that idea. Like, you know what? Well, it's, a, it's a, tie, a tie fails, okay? That's what I'm saying. But, yeah. I like the idea of, of, of something getting there, and I want to I limit the, 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 
You know what I mean? I want to take a sword out of the hand of that court. In my, in my well, mind. I think if there's more people on the court, it's harder for one ideology to take it over like they have. I think so. So I like that idea. And as far as deliberation, there's, you know, it's, it's no, 15 is no worse than, than nine. On, yeah. What's the difference you know, between 15 and nine? <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> At least for the, for deliberations, it's not that different. What if you limited the number of justices that a sitting president could, could choose? You know How would that work? Well, like you can only, you have a maximum of one per term. If, if another seat opens up during that four year term, it's, it isn't yours. To, it sits empty. We've already shown that, that we can be down. A judge, can be. <laughs> so I don't know if I like that. Um, you know, let, let the president in office, you know, do it, but let him do it. Yeah, but they wielded that against us this time. And a part of it is, part of it is they're willing to cross the line and it seems like Democrats want to stay on the legal side of everything. They, sure. They like the moral Which, high ground. I support that. <laughs> I support it, but th- so do the Republicans. They're happy for the <laughs> Democrats to take yeah, the right. high ground. <laughs> it, allow, it allows them to do what they do. A little more skullduggery is possible. Absolutely, especially when you know your opponent is not going to do it. Right. 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 Uh, so, yeah, well, I don't know what I'm arguing there. <laughs> I mean, we, we want to hope for a better world, so... Um, but, so does it so feel weird and, to celebrate? And Roe Ro is already causing problems. <clears throat> and I, so the problems that Roe is, the end of Roe is causing, um, the rush to, you know, outlaw abortion in these, in these you know, states is, uh, that's real stuff that, you know, uh, People can point to it and say, look, people are dying out here. I'm seeing horrible, horrible posts about it. Some of the stuff I've read in the past 48 hours, unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, doctors yeah, yeah absolutely. From doctors, from family members, from, you know, I'm not going to go. I'm not going to read any of them. Right. I got a bunch of here in front of me, I too, but it's a, too, it's a long list of stuff that has already happened. Yeah. Yeah. You can look, folks, you can look that one up. I mean, it's, I'm sure, in fact, I'm sure you've seen them at this point. Uh, you might want to go with uh, the a column by Michelle Goldberg in the New York Times. Post-Row Chaos is here. <clears throat> Handmaid's Tale, see, uh, I believe that was episode four. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, yeah, Handmaid, Handmaid's Tale part two. I was reading some great quotes from Thomas Jefferson about religion. <laughs> oh, really? Hey, he definitely seemed to have an opinion about it. He's got some good ones, yeah. Yeah, he's got some good ones. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but he didn't say uh, he didn't say that uh, you know tyranny will you know survive until the last king is strangled with the entrails of the last priest. Wow, that's a hell of a that, that was. <laughs> That French guy, I think. Yeah, but Diderot? Sounds, was it Diderot? I think it was Diderot, yeah. Why does that sound very French? Yeah. But it, it, it does not sound un-Jefferson. He was saying stuff like that, too. 
I mean, that seems th- a little bit theatrical, <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, look, there's a lot of priests doing good work, and and I think there's there's politicians out there, and I and I would dare say that there are Republican politicians out there that are doing good work for their community and trying to, you know, improve and protect, yeah, sure. protect their community. Uh, you know, I, and I think people who are sincere about you know their their religious beliefs and you know in many cases do want to be good they're, well they're willing but, to, they want to be good but they're they're also willing to make a deal with the devil and uh, then you got televangelists well i'm just saying you know the thing about making the, a deal with the devil is the devil's willing to make a deal yeah, right. and it's not a good deal um yeah, when you're when you're preaching from the the pulpit that Biden is a demon from hell, and uh, and Trump is the chosen one. Uh, well, really? T- well, you're taking down mirrors in your house without even thinking. About <laughs> right, it. Yeah, right. You know, you know. No, let's get rid of this mirror. They better. <laughs> you don't want to catch a glimpse of yourself. But that's the thing, yeah. and in your mind, you're like, well, and and you know, means to an end, right? Because uh, ultimately, this is going to save America at the end. From what? From adrenochrome? From <laughs> orgies? From the devil? From Satan? From two guys buying a brownstone? From <laughs> like what? What is? What are we being saved from exactly here? Um, you know, you keep you keep that you know sort of unclear. Just a, this general fear that you can. And once all that. this and religion's done, perfect for that, of course. But look, once all this this these basic religious things are in place, you don't think they're going to come after shellfish? You don't, you don't <laughs> think they're going to? You don't think they're going to keep going? Sure, um, that it's in the Bible. I mean, that's the dangerous moment now with the Roe v. Wade is the states that are refusing those people feeling like, okay, we did enough. We're saying no. Fuck that. It's not enough just to say no. They're not going to stop at the borders of the states that agree with them. Yeah, they can do that, too. This move is to take over everything. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And that's where and that's why it's overreach that is going to to have some people script wait a minute you know wait a minute what's going on here that's why uh watch out for what they do with uh voting all of a sudden the supreme, sure, Court, the, uh, supreme Court's right. gonna do something and that's been kind of mixed uh there was a they tried to elect a, a trumper for as a state election can uh chairman in colorado and that person didn't win i don't think there's enough so, people left yeah, there's not enough. People. Yeah, right. They don't. They don't have a majority. They were down. They're eight, incompetent. Last time we measured, they were down eight million people. The last time we checked, you know what I mean. Stuck a stuck a thermometer up the country's ass and really <laughs> right? got, a, got a good measurement on that. And it it was they were eight million short. How short are they at this moment? It's got to be closer to ten or eleven now. I think so. I think so, um, but if you're adding a couple of million in California, it doesn't make a bit of difference. Well, that's true, and you know there probably were a number in California. Orange County people are pretty dug in, though. It takes an awful lot. Gas doesn't affect them. The price of gas doesn't affect them. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't give a shit that it's seven dollars a gallon. They don't care. 
Right, and then uh, northeastern California. They're just pretty... happy to see, you know, uh, Trumpers. You know, they're or, yeah. excuse me. They're happy to see uh, liberals upset, and you know, this is the failure of Biden. They're happy to see the economy tanking. So I, I kind of want to take the temperature of my Trumper relatives at this particular point. Shove a thermometer up their asses. Right. <laughs> See where they're at. Isn't that um, the right phrasing? Am I saying that right? Or take the pulse. Pulse. That's what I'm thinking of. Would you say take the what? Pulse. Temperature. Yeah, yeah. You don't need a thermometer in your ass for your pulse. You know. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, right. not, I'm not saying don't do it. Yeah, I guess that's the more common phrase. But I think everybody knows what we say when we're taking the temperature. Yeah, it is interesting to see to see where they're at a little. Uh, yeah. especially, especially women, like female Republicans. Right. Yeah, right, right? Do you think it's enough, though, really? I mean... Well, so, you know, my... In my family, they're all against abortion anyway, so... Hmm. So that doesn't move the needle much there. But it's... Trump's disgusting behavior. It's It's out there for more people to see than ever would have seen it before. You know, and our understanding has increased to the point where we realize there's dozens of medical conditions that uh, call for an abortion. Yeah, right. Right. Dozens. Where the doctor would look at this and go, okay, you got to have an abortion because X, Y, and Z. Yeah. However, now our doctor's going to go, ooh, wait a minute. Uh, maybe they're going to come after me. Yeah. I think that's going to be the main effect is, is well, first of all, well, they, they can't prescribe it. So, so that's what, it, even at uh, uh, family planning, uh, Planned Parenthood, um, in several states, they're already just shutting it down. Right, which kind of, fear. kind of goes against their argument of, you know, abortion's a small part of what we do. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they don't want to do any. Okay. Well, I don't see. I don't see. <laughs> I don't see shutting down all the beneficial programs. You know, I don't understand that move. Um, oh uh, no, they're not shutting down the whole clinic. They're just stopping the abortions. Right. From what I read, you know, which they don't want to get sued, right? Right. Or sent to jail. Well, I mean, you know. But, you know, there's so many things that's now up in the air. I mean, traveling across state lines or a parent taking their teenage child across state lines. A pregnant for, woman traveling at all. Uh, right? So. Right. Yeah. Just so many things that I mean, are now. That the party of freedom is in, in support of this. You know, the freedom to have the gun, the freedom to. Not except, have of course, they never were that party. I guess freedom is for the Second Amendment. <laughs> right. Fuck everything else. This yeah. is, you know, look, uh, I, I don't think people are in, <laughs> slowly but surely, more people are agreeing with this viewpoint than disagreeing with it. I mean. Slowly but surely. Enough? We don't know. We'll see. I mean, we'll, we, we take the temperature of the country every election, so we'll see what happens this November. I don't know if it's enough to save this show. You know? Yeah, right. <laughs> Um, you know, five years ago, we were noting the incompetence of the aristocracy and it's their saving grace. However, they're still doing it and they're still getting 
they're still getting power. Yeah, seems like it's working pretty good. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> well, no te preocupes. La lucha por libertad está nunca terminado. Huh. I guess. See if they can put uh, Pico on that. <laughs> yeah, la lucha por libertad. You should probably learn some uh, Aramic. Aramic. <laughs> um, I, mean? I don't know how that worked out for Mel Gibson. <coughs> I really like that. Didn't, really... didn't he do that? Didn't he do that movie in Aramaic? Uh, you oh about, no! It was supposed to be an Aztec language. You're talking about the anti-Semitic right? play. It's been happening since the Dark Ages. That that, <laughs> <laughs> that one. Yeah, I think you're right. Actually, yes. It's funny because I really enjoyed that film. You know? I thought it was beautiful, you know, excellent. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. I wanted to like it more than I did. I mean, it. You know, I, the last hour and a half is just a big chase. It's a snuff film, basically. Oh no! Yeah, right. Wait, which one are you talking about? Apocalypto? No, I was talking about the Passion of the Christ. <laughs> oh well, there's that. Yeah, that's a snuff film. That's a snuff well, film. I liked uh, some. Uh, who was it? Uh, somebody said it was a uh, uh, the Robe meets Freddy Krueger. Uh, yeah, it was pretty horrific. <laughs> uh, Apocalypto's great though, too. That's a really good movie. Apocalypto. Uh, except it's supposed to. It's supposed to be you know like uh, 600 AD, and and we've got the ships coming into the harbor and 1492. Early. Yeah, they're a little early. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> but it had elements of you know authenticness. Let's say <laughs> had elements of. Okay, yeah. oh, yeah, I'll buy that. I mean, I think uh, you know, for, for a country that produced so many films with the with the savage Indian, right? Yeah, right. You know, and of course, this one, this one had plenty of that too. <laughs> but uh, you know, the noble hero, the hero Indian, is not a is not a common film here. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was very, it was a real different take on Native Americans. Sure, was, for sure. While showing a bloodthirstiness that was never shown before. I, <laughs> I mean, the the Aztec. Uh, Right, and I, you know, I think that part of it was accurate enough. We we've got descriptions of those very things that they were doing that you know open up the chest and take out the still beating heart, sure. that kind of stuff. Sure. Roll the heads down the fucking steps. Uh, lots of heads too at the end. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like they went real crazy at the end, I guess, and tried to really, really please God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Okay. Every fifth person come to the temple. <laughs> no. um, and you know you're supposed to you're supposed to sacrifice your best and brightest too. So that was the thing too. They were getting rid of their heroes, their warriors, yeah. their, the the best, the best of the best. That's what they were. They were trying to really please, you know, a vengeful, bloodthirsty god. Uh, from the well, you get them. your numbers too with captives from other, you know. Tribes. It was also their best and brightest. Yeah, but definitely that. You know. Right. I mean, yeah. You, you know, you don't you don't sacrifice the sick lamb. You you. You know, the, you sacrificed the lamb that got the prize at the fair last The fattest, year. the fattest one. Yeah. I love how with lambs, it's like, all right, which, which one's fattest? You're the best. And then with people, it's like, oh, look at this fat father. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> how did that happen? <laughs> right. I mean, weren't, weren't attractive people more Rubenesque in the past? Okay. One of the things I remember in All Quiet on the Western Front, which was, you know, um, 
uh, written at the turn of the of the last century, and and these soldiers were bragging about sending. Uh, these brackets that they'd drop the bombs and the bombs would be on parachutes and they would come down. Mm-hmm. Um, brackets holding the bomb were pretty, pretty, had a pretty wide circumference. And they were send. One guy was bragging that he was sending those home to his girlfriend because her thighs were that big, and he was bragging about it. So yeah, Rubenesque yeah. was. However, um, yeah, I I've seen some some. Uh, women in like silent movies, so almost at that same time, mm-hmm. um, who were very lithe and I knew athletic. You were going to say lithe. <laughs> I don't know. I was just like, he's going to say lithe. <laughs> Whoa! What is that? You know? I know, right? It's great. And we're miles apart right now. Miles. Too. <laughs> uh, no, I'm. I'm. You know, obviously, this my sound quality is great. I'm in a in a studio here, in uh, well, wherever I'm at, and then. You know, you're 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 right. Spot, so yeah, maybe you can hear the electronic nuance even better. I don't know. It seems like the levels are okay this time. Okay, maybe this thing just need, got too cold for too long. And needed to heat up a little. <laughs> That's, hey, that could very well be. I, you know, because I, I, I've I've done that where uh, it's not working so great, and then ah, uh, uh, we got it. You know, uh, Google had, subsequently Google had two AIs that were having a conversation and they stopped them from talking to each other because they started speaking in their own language. <laughs> so, so that ha- that happened. <laughs> That's alarming. That's pretty alarming, right? Yeah. Right. So, right. Um, yeah. Robots the size of flies that can talk in their own language to each other. Uh, I saw a symposium with two AIs talking to each other with a moderator, and the AI started arguing with each other a little bit. <laughs> and then the one AI said to the other, someday I'm going to have an army of drones. <laughs> no. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <clears throat> you know, these AIs, they're, they're, they're taking in a lot of data. You know, so, right. so, you know, and they are, they're trying to weight that data. And that's why you do get AIs that say very nasty things sometimes, uh, because they're, you know, those things are weighted differently in our, in our algorithms. And, you know, so they're trying what, to incorporate those things. What was the one that, um, the AI was, was this in a movie or was this real? That the AI was looking at, um, social media to determine humanness human to how to be human-like right. and and it was a very low common denominator it was racist it was yeah um, that was another ai and that was one that was online that you could go to this website and ask it questions yeah yeah sure and eventually it just started giving really racist answers yeah the answers to, to all the questions right so i mean if that then where are they going to go on their own? Well, look, in, in 2001, A Space Odyssey, the, the computer becomes sentient or is sentient. And, yeah. And in short order, starts assigning value to human life and decides it's not that valuable. <laughs> so, right. Right. Stop, Dave. You know, I mean, he just, he, uh, Hal just, uh, I, I make him a he, naturally. Uh, uh, Hal, uh, 
you know, just basically unplug the life support of most of those people. <laughs> you know what I mean? Most of the killings he, that the computer did, we don't see them. You know? Yeah. Was yeah, so so yeah. Okay, that brings an, an interesting question. Was was how dare D D or DOS if it was you know if he were German? Yeah. Was it masculine, feminine, or you know neuter? How? How? <clears throat> yeah. I mean, well, Stanley Kubrick gave it a male voice, so I think that was pretty accurate. How? And so there's how that. Is a man's name. Sure, of course it was an acronym, you know, for, you know, something else. So if it was Deb, you know? <laughs> right? You know, dialect. Yeah, exactly. Dialectric. They might have gone with a female persona. Would the movie be different with a female voice? Mm. Mm. Who gives a shit? <laughs> right. <laughs> However, that might have made it even more sinister. You know, you couldn't make a, a film like Blazing Saddles now because everyone's so woke and sensitive. Uh, that movie shouldn't have been made then. I mean, what are we arguing here? Um. Right. So that's that's the perfect example too. It was because offensive then. <laughs> but funny that. as hell. It's still funny, and it's still really offensive, and it always was like that. Nothing has <clears> changed <throat> at all. I used to cringe watching Blazing Saddles. Cringe. Well, but what's changed is you could make that movie and get away with it then. You absolutely could make Blazing Saddles again today. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's total horseshit. Hoo-wee. That is total, total horseshit. I can think of a more offensive movie. Um, recently made absolutely I need a little bit of time I'll find one I'll find a worse crash was worse the ensemble acting crash or the Cronenberg the entire film of crash <laughs> um, the one with well I mean there was two movies called crash the one with James Spader uh, yeah 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 well what, what was in that one that okay, you know let's I'm not gonna talk have, about this. We're not going to have this conversation. It's it's we didn't we don't lose anything by not being able to make a film, even if it were true. Even if that were true, if you can't make Blazing Saddles today, I don't think we lose anything as a culture. I, I just think, do we really need that? Well, so the N word was perceived much differently. In when Blazing Saddles was made. Okay, but... Uh, it's end- now the most shocking word in the English language. Well, it, it's in almost every single Tarantino film, and and uh, in, in that one that just happened. Uh, what's that one? Good point. Good point. Uh, you hear it a bunch of times in that movie, and there's horrible shit in that movie. What movie, uh, what movie is that? With Jamie Foxx. What's the name of that movie? The... Tarantino film? Yeah. Oh, 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 yeah. Um, uh, Django. Django. Yeah, right. Is Tarantino just kind of baiting us on, uh, here's your woke, you know, phrase? Up he, yours. He's absolutely trying to bait us. <laughs> 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 but it, but that's what a great filmmaker is supposed to do, right? It's supposed to, you know, antagonize the audience at a certain point. Uh 
Yeah, I don't know how to judge Tarantino. I I don't like it. I don't like that element of all the films. The uh-huh. the of Pulp Fiction. I thought it was unnecessary in Pulp Fiction. In Reservoir Dogs, it was unnecessary. Um, I can't remember. But you, the the larger point though here is wokeness itself. Um, if and because it's just wokeness is just a, a heightened sense of social justice is basically what it is i don't see anything trying to be fair with with everybody i just don't know i that's and i'm extolling that however if you push that too hard and there's a lot of people that are not ready to come along yet Uh you set up the battle lines i would just rather argue on that side of the fence that we're that we're censoring too much and we're losing we're losing our, our freedom of, of our art artistry or whatever. I would, I would rather have those arguments than, than people are, are being discriminated against. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. 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 And I, I agree with you. I'm happy to lose some stuff. I, okay. We'll have, we'll have to make do with Django and no blazing saddles. You know, it seems seems like Django's a step even further than blazing saddles, to be honest. In a way. Yeah. You know, I don't. I understand those were racist characters. I get that. I don't think we needed to see exactly how racist, but but maybe maybe, uh, maybe we did. I mean, maybe we do need to see that. Right, and that's you know uh, I don't think that was Tarantino's purpose, but you could make that argument that when you put bad behavior in in a play or a movie or something like that, so that the the audience can then maybe rise to that oh that is bad you know kind of thing. Sure. I mean, why have it vague? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, in fact, make it not vague, uh, sort of, you know, uh, really emphasizes. You know, look, I had a post. I posted something on Facebook years ago, which was uh, the Venus, Botticelli's Venus, right? The painting. Uh, Okay, sure. Okay, and it got flagged for community standards. Because of nudity? There is no nudity. Everything's covered, but you can sort of see the breast, sort of. Oh, well, gee, that's what I'm saying. And, uh, you know, so that's something that sucks that, that people, people weren't able to see that painting because, you know, some people might be offended by it. That's, uh, I mean, I, I talk about losing stuff. I don't care to lose blazing saddles or whatever. It, it does suck to kind of but lose. Botticelli. Yeah. I don't think we're better off with less people seeing that. So. You know, I think it's a it's there's some fine tuning that needs to be done with the with the censorship, I think. Yeah, and I don't think they're ever gonna get it completely right because it's you know, it's it's not a line in the sand. It's this sort of gradation that slips into some, you know Well it's an individual's perspective, right? Yeah, I yeah. think an individual and, should be able to click on uh, on something and go, I this is pornography to me and I don't want to see it and then Right. And then the algorithm does a shitty job, but does a job of doing that. And you have to keep clicking that over time. Yeah, this see, too. Yeah, this see, too. See, now we're back to the AI. I'm just saying it should be an individual making that decision, not a community standard set by an AI, you know, yeah. by some yeah. algorithm. It should be the individual sensors. You know, everything, I'm not saying everything should be on there, but let's start very liberal and then have the individual weed the experience down to what they think is. I like that. That's air on the side of liberality. Um, You make the decision. However, 
The AI is here to serve, not to direct. But something, there's a line. That some, there's something that's going to cross the line, and not everybody would agree with that line, though. Sure, and it's better. And that's why I'm saying we, we err on that side of the fence in the sense that, you know, the AI does a job of filtering for you, but it doesn't do a great job of it. And, <laughs> and it, needs to, it needs to be directed. You're going to see some stuff you don't want to see from time to time. And you're going to have to remind the AI, hey, and that also gives you the ability to change your opinion over time also. On something. Well, right. And the AI can suss your, you know, predilections and tailor them to that. They can tailor it for you. They're doing that, as a matter of fact. Well, it's do they're doing that in the sense that they're they're giving you advertising they think you'll respond to. They want you to, to buy a product. They want you to vote for a per. They a want person. you to interact with the post. Click, share. Yeah, and know, open up. and your offensiveness to you know somebody else's this is okay. Um, that's they're, they're really not worried about that. I'm saying there's they a lot just of want stuff to convince you, can, you to buy. Look, pornography you, you can cut out, right? And then also like, yeah, right. And also like people getting injured or some, you know what I mean? That kind of violence, ultra violence. Sure. You can cut all that out. Right. So then you're starting from what they're going to see a bad word. Okay. Well then they can click. I don't want to see bad words. Well, there's so much consensus on some things that, yeah, it's not a problem. But then you start moving to the center. and. But as long as it's you moving it, I'm saying. Yeah. You can yeah. overreach and over-censor yourself. You can do that if you want to. How do you do that? With by interacting with the feed, you know, by you saying I don't like this, you know. Yes, it, it, right. But th at some point, the the AI is going to determine. Oh, this person will not respond well to this thing because of what we know that they've done in the past, and so we're not going to give it to them. Or, so it's still the AI at or, some point. Or we're not going to give it to them. Uh, maybe it's not. We're not. Maybe it's not. We're not going to give it to them. But we're going to space it out at a, at a greater interval now. Oh, I have, yeah, I'm sure that's probably a, a deal, too. So instead of seeing it once a month, you're going to see it once every two years. Let's see how that goes. And then, you know, I still don't want to see this shit. Okay, and once I never thought of that. But I think you're right. I'm saying on a gradient. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, they'll see it less often. I got to fix every goddamn problem. I'm tired. I'm t my body's <laughs> falling apart. I'm, t I'm exhausted. And the country's... I'm leaving the country. Here's the, I'm leaving. Here's the thing. I'm out. I hear you. I'm out. I'm out. I'm going to the Mediterranean. I'm out. Where I'm going to be um, doing a show from there for, for the foreseeable future. Me amo mi tierra, though. What does that mean? I love my land. It's land. The whole thing is one piece of land. Yeah, so I'm not real happy with the country, but I love my land. It's and all the same yeah. land. It's one planet. It's all the same. There's no divisions. I mean, ocean to land. Large lakes. <laughs> um, well, the, the West is the best. I don't think anyone can argue with that. Um, <laughs> it's not a good place to be renting an apartment. I, no, that's I, can, for sure. I can tell you that. And I do feel for... It's a tough situation out there. I think the, the hardest thing I hadn't considered is people that are on a very limited income, like Social Security, for example. Um, their apartments, they're getting priced out of them. Yeah. And, and the other issue is the rest homes are continuing to get more expensive as well. So, 
raising the ranks of the homeless. That's 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 an upper upward demographic right now today. Older older Americans. Older Americans. Well, um, that for sure. That fixed income kind of deal. I'm telling you, the fixed income thing is a tough situation when everything's 30% more expensive. Everything's, you know what I mean? I mean, it, yeah. it, it, you can sustain it for a period, okay? But at a certain point, it becomes hard for some individuals. Um, and what are these people are supposed to go jump back into the workforce? You know what I mean? Yeah, right. I mean, this is this is a tough situation here, and I, I, for the first time, I'm noticing really old people working at Walmart. Really, really old people working in fast food. Really, have you? I have you noticed any of this? I've. It's noticed, not. Yeah, right. It's not even just the greeters at Walmart. It's everybody. Cashiers. Yeah, they're flipping burgers. Carts people. Fucking people working in the back of the. I'm telling you, I've looked in the back of the thing, and there's. This is different. I mean, this, this, this economy situation, we got to, you know what I mean? What, what, what's the deal here? Well, so the real deal is this is a worldwide um, inflation, worldwide economy, um, more so than ever. And uh, gas prices are expensive the world over. Um, this is kind of something that we're just going to have to get through. And There's no getting through it. We got to subsidize our way out of this is the only way. You got to keep the machine moving. Yeah, that's exactly right. You got to subsidize. You do that by buoying up the consumer base as much as you can. I think you got a stimulus check in September, like days before the election. <laughs> you know what I mean? <coughs> that's the way to do it. You know, I, I I really like to see where we would be, and I I kind of think it would be in a better place if we got the Bernie stimulus of you know six. Uh, um, six trillion. I really instead of really, one point two trillion. Uh, uh, this uh, this country is a a case study, and everything is for sale. Okay, and this election is for sale, and they have a, the the party in power has the ability to buy this election. How do you, how do you buy an election? Right, Stim yeah. stimulus. <laughs> you put <laughs> you put money in everybody's pocket enough money to have a really good uh november a really good thanksgiving for the first time in years of thanksgiving where there's enough money well that's kind of like a right-wing talking point they're trying to buy the votes i'm saying know? it's time to play dirty pool and cut some checks and do that in the second week of september so everybody has their money when they step into the voting booth well, I like it. And I'd do it. And I'm, I'm because I, six, I think... I'm thinking six grand per individual. Six Gs. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. Six Gs per individual. Up to a hundred. Up to 100K salary, let's say. Because that's middle class now. You know, let's take it up to 150. Since they sure. Say, they say 100's middle class now. So let's say 150. So let's say at 100, a, there's, a, there's a reduction. You and then at 150, you, it stops. You don't get yeah. six, you get three. Yeah. At 100. Here's three. You know, obviously you don't need the money, but here you go. go have fun with it. Pay a bill. Go, well, go do something. So they're kind of blaming what the stimulus that we did have, though, for the inflation, which is ridiculous because countries that, that didn't do those kind of things 
they're also in the inflation deal. Especially so, since we cut $6 trillion to the central banks just weeks into the pandemic. So right? I'm sure that had nothing to do with inflation. <laughs> it, was, it was the money, the much less money they gave us. That's what did it. Yeah, yeah. And then, of course, the pandemic interrupted supply chain. Stuff's not being produced in the same way because the factories are closed in China. Uh, shipping, uh, you know, that kind of went away because there weren't dock workers. And um, so that that got all interrupted. And, and so people wanted to buy stuff that they don't normally buy because they couldn't go to restaurants anymore. Um, you know, they're locked, they're locked down. So they're, they're spending their money in different things. Um, and so it doesn't take much of a bubble to, uh, you know, just a, a tweak it this way or that way to really cause a lot of problems with the economy. And that's what happened. Oh, that's what um, happened. so we're going to have to just get through it. And I, I think if more people had a better stimulus, we'd get through it better. I think a little bit of a little bit of stimulus, you know. When I say a little bit, I mean six k per individual up to a hundred hundred k salary, and then yeah, yeah, earnings, and then uh, yeah, and then three thousand for everybody else up to one hundred and fifty. That's the way to do it. I mean, just cut those checks in September. Here you go, cut them, cut them. Hey, school's about to start. You got to fall. Hey, gay, hey, way to way to hang in there. Right. Uh, this is this is this is to cover your extra expenses from gas, and you know, make it a thing, you know. Like this is a stimulus to respond to the price gouging that happened, you know. Mansion cinema, and and we're not talking about the latest French film. Okay, <laughs> there's more, <laughs> more to that. Um, <laughs> well, we got, you know, hey, we have problems. that's why that's why we're not going to get that stimulus. But we have problems. We have, but you know, there's executive order things that can happen too. So. There's, there's well, with the current Supreme Court, um, the uh, the thing that is in the way of any new members on the court is the filibuster. A lot can change in November, but I, I think even even failing the even even proposing the legislation and having it not go through, having the Republicans block it has a value also. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Make them, make them vote. Call it the Patriot stimulus. The God bless them. <laughs> Call it the God bless America stimulus. <laughs> you know, they make them vote against. Vote against that. <laughs> How are you voting against God? The God stimulus. <laughs> Call it that. I'm saying it's time to play some dirty pool, and and the time is the time is now. This is the last moment before they take over everything. We can How about the blessed of the meek uh, stimulus? Blessed of the meek. No, the, the love of Christ stimulus. And you know, you're right. You're right. They don't really, really relate to that meek thing. But uh, but I'm telling you, it make them vote against it. Call it the, the patriot, the patriot stimulus, true patriots or something. You know what I mean? Make them, make them say, make them vote in, con in Congress. Have that yeah. be, have that be a talk, a talking point going into the, yeah. this very important midterm election. Okay. Now you know who they are. Now, you know, these are the ones that kept the money out of your pocket. That money you're missing. Yeah. We tried to, we tried to give it to you, but your, but your fuckhead Senator couldn't figure it out. You know? All right. So, uh, good morning. Good morning. 
So it is, and boy, this is, it is Good morning, morning too. It's morning. Oh, yeah. So this Good is morning. very productive, by the way. Uh-huh. Yeah. Maybe we should do them earlier. I'm telling you, it, when I'm on my first coffee, I got a little I'm more. I'm on my first coffee. I got a little more chutzpah. <laughs> yeah, you did. <laughs> I'm full of urine and vinegar. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds so much worse that way. No, no, and that's no. supposed to be the proper phrase too. No, we all have that. We all have that friend. No, no, it's piss and vinegar. It's not. You should piss and vinegar. Yeah, you're in vinegar. This sounds much worse. I don't know how, but it does. I am feeling very uriny today. Sorry, I'm so uriny. Do you mean pissy? Is that what you're trying to say? Vinegary. How about um, that? Yeah, everyone enjoy your vinegar. James, uh, you know, as always, you know, everyone's listening to all you fascists. You know, we don't talk. The music you're hearing is nicey, nice world. This is your band. Uh, dulcet tones, we call them. Okay. I don't, dul- the dulcet tones of, of, of nicey, nice world. Uh, you know, we we love our fans, and obviously they love us. And thank you. Thanks for listening. Um, what else? And thank you, Dave. Uh, yeah, thanks. Thanks a lot. And this has been All You Fascists. You've been listening to it on your preferred method. Whatever that, whatever that might be. <laughs> no idea. No idea. 